Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to the Cosmo Happy Hour. It's everything you would talk about with your best friends, from sex to celebrity to entertainment. From the editors of Cosmopolitan.com, this is the Cosmo Happy Hour with Elisa Benson. Welcome back to another episode of Cosmopolitan.com's Happy Hour Podcast. I am Elisa Benson, and today we are talking about advice columns. Advice columns have long been a staple of the magazine, newspaper, world, slash world in general. And even in the age of the internet, where you can just pop your question onto Reddit and get a million people telling you how crazy you are instantaneously, they continue to be one of the most popular cosmopolitan features. I am joined today by Cosmo's resident advice column columnist, Logan Hill. Hi, Logan. Hey there. Hey. Um, Logan also just told me before we started that he's like four cups of coffee in right now. So ready to go. you're ready to go. Charged up. Charged up. I wish I had four cups of coffee. Um, also in the room is Leah Finnegan, who edits. Logan's weekly column for Cosmo. Hi, Leah. Hello. Hello. And sex and relationships editor, Emma Barker. Hi. 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 (laughs) Emma, do you just need to tell people what happened to you this morning? I don't know. I feel uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to talk about it. I think you should tell people. Um, Just the quick version is that I got up early because it's the new year being like, I'm going to go work out early before work, like a super motivated and like empowered woman. And then like 15 minutes out the door, I saw a man masturbating at me. (laughs) Okay, that's the end of the story. (laughs) (laughs) Then I like returned home and wanted to like sit on Netflix, sit on the couch and watch Netflix for the rest of my life (laughs) (laughs) just to like block it out. Right, exactly. It's like, oh, 2016. Yeah. Hi. Looks like it'll be a great year. Right, exactly. (laughs) Awful. Um, So, yeah, that has nothing to do with advice columns. But but I do need advice on how to deal with that trauma. (laughs) Stop stop exercising. Yeah, that's the takeaway. That is the advice. Stay indoors, right? That's terrible. That'd be terrible advice. What did you do? So what did you do? Ban men is the advice. Did you just run faster? Is that the advice? No, I just... I guess I kind of went to, like, the other side of the sidewalk. You know when you do when you see, like, a dog that you're afraid might bite you and you, like, kind of go further away on the sidewalk? (laughs) Like, I guess I did that move. And then on the way back, he was still sitting on that bench and still mouse ready. Oh, my God. Wow. wow. He's so, that was, that's he stamina. <laughs> I know. That was a good 15 minutes. I was thinking like a cop wouldn't be able to catch him because it would be over. Well, but I apparently this. note the street corner and then kind of looked for some cops. But it was 530 in the morning and there weren't a lot. Yeah. They, yeah. Actually, um, not to like make this an episode about masturbating, <laughs> but um, one of my girlfriends used to be in a ground floor apartment, basically woke up in the middle of the night because someone was like masturbating out her window and like ah. calling out to her and she did call the police of course he was long gone by the time they got yeah. there she said they were really nice and they're just sort of like you know New York <laughs> yeah I what feel, a town well, we, we were just talking before this about like what actually happens to people who masturbate in public and like I guess on the subway I've kind of seen cops like hustle them away if right. it's like a subway masturbator but that's because you're in like close quarters right but I don't feel like anything really happens 
Right. Like, I feel like they get like, don't do that again. <laughs> and then they're like, and like, right. enjoy your lunch. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And the whole, and the world moves on. A slap on their very busy wrists. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, that was a fun aside. Good morning, you guys. Um, so Logan, actually, you just tweeted the other day that you've done 64 advice columns for Cosmopolitan.com. Is that right? Just in one year. Yeah. In one, okay. Yeah. That's my one year. I think I'm up to like 120 now. Maybe. 120. Wow. Okay. So that's More. over 300 questions that you've answered for Cosmopolitan. Yeah. Plus all the ones that you do for the magazine. Um, are there questions that stick out to you? Super broad question to kick things off. Are there any that like after answering literally over 300 of these that really stand out to you that are still memorable? Well, my favorite is uh, the one where a police dispatcher uh, had an issue with her fiance. Um, she was working and uh, some cops had stopped a, uh, you know, a car on a dead end street and they were describing the car, which sounded a whole lot like her fiance's car. And then they were describing the license plate. And as they read out the numbers, it was like lottery. You know, like she got each number, each letter of the license plate. It was her fiance's car. And then they read out the code for the crime, which was that this guy was having public sex in the front seat. So she found out that her fiance was cheating on her uh, be, by having a colleague at the police department call in the crime. Oh my God! Oh my I don't God. even yeah. remember. I know <laughs> that. And so, what was her question? Well, that was. The, I will say, okay. The, the, the most the most surprising thing, maybe, about doing this column has been what the question is at the end of those. Like sometimes the stories are wild or horrible, right? Um, and then the question just throws me for a loop. Like this one, I thought it was going to be, you know, how do I get out of this situation? Like, what's the quickest way out? And it was really much more about how do I forgive this guy? Like how do I how do I make this work despite this? Right. Um, and it's tough, you know, because you you know it. This guy, you know, was doesn't sound like the best guy, but I got a limited amount of um, data. I think that's one of the tricky things about writing an advice column right. is you only get what they put in the email. Right. You only get that one paragraph and then you have to fix their life. Yeah. Well, you know, I think the whole idea of the questions being sort of these, you know, sometimes these wild stories and then what it like what's your actual question, but um I was thinking about that cuz I was scrolling through some of the recent headlines which I'm going to just like this is a random sampling of some things you've answered recently. Um I feel like it's my destiny to cheat. I will say that my favorite thing about the headlines at Cosmo yeah. though, is that it always says, I feel like it's my destiny to cheat, and that's in quotes, and it says, by Logan Hill. Right. <laughs> <laughs> or I have chlamydia by, by Logan, Logan Hill. Hill. Right. I, so, no, I'm pregnant. And I have chlamydia by Logan. By Logan. <laughs> my Google search results are really Oh my God, uh, I had never even thought yeah. about that, but you're so right. So yes, um, Logan Hill feels like it's his destiny to cheat. Um, my boyfriend doesn't remember waking me up to have sex. My parents are swingers. I cheated on my boyfriend when I was roofied and his friends turned against me. How many sexual partners is normal are normal in your 20s? Which you didn't totally answer, which I have a bone to pick okay. with you about that in a minute. But, um, you know, I was thinking as I was, like, pulling these headlines and sort of these variety of problems that you've talked to our readers about, that usually the headline isn't really a question. And it's kind of... I think this is true of advice in general, and I'd love to get your take on it. Like, how many times do you think that people are really asking you a question versus just needing to, like, tell someone about a crazy experience? Yeah, I, th I mean, I think so much of it uh, is um, not really people hoping that they get this advice in a timely manner. Right. <laughs> it's really, you know, they're not waiting on me to get back to them. Right. Uh, I think more it, it is, uh, there are a lot of questions where you know they know what they want to do. You know, right. they want to break up with the guy. They just need to air it all out, kind of like, 
I think um, how I or any of us might sit down and just like write a little diary entry or do a pros and cons list or right. those things you do and you're kind of stuck and and you you know you want to do something you need that little extra push so I think sometimes when you say things out loud or in this case you drop them in an email and send them to ask Logan um, maybe that helps you kind of get your get your mind straight get, get you know right. build up your resolve to like do. part of the service is just taking the time to like write this all out and like send it out to somebody yeah your thoughts straight yeah I think I think that's a lot I mean because some of these you know like I said you only get a limited amount of, of, of data in these questions right. and, and usually it's a case against some Somebody often, you know, right. like these are all the reasons why I should break up with this guy. Should I break up with him? Right. <laughs> and you're like, well, you're not telling me about like that time he was really sweet and took you out to right. dinner. Like, th- this is all the reasons why you should. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, go ahead, dump him. Oh yeah, so. no, but I was gonna say like I think that oftentimes, and I think this is true for writing into an advice column, but also just like wanting advice in your life in general. Usually, people know what they want to do, and it seems like they're writing to you or they're asking for advice because they just need like a kick in the pants. Yeah, and I think that's. I mean, I'm stubborn like that myself. Yeah. I think most people are, um, and that's where it gets tricky sometimes with the column because you know I'll get the letter and somebody's you know making their case for why they should do what they want to do. Right, and sometimes. I'll disagree. You know, right. sometimes I'll say, no, you, you know, you really don't need to make it work with this guy who's been abusive to you, stealing all your money, who's making you pay all the bills, who, right. you know, who sounds like a total douchebag. And right. maybe you should break up with that guy. And then that's tricky because I, um, I've also, you know, I've been in relationships where all my friends thought I should end them and I didn't want to. Right. Um, I think we all have. And uh, so th- you got to figure out how to talk to those people. Maybe sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. But I think those are the hardest ones for me to answer. And what would you say is the biggest category of question you get? Are there common themes? Um, yeah. It seems like a lot of it, from my perspective, is basically should, what you just said. Should I break up with this Should person? I break up? Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. We've joked around about how the call maybe should just be called, yes, you should break up with him. Right. Um, <laughs> and, and I do think that's usually the answer um, to that kind of question. Uh, so there's a lot of those. And, and then the weird thing for me is often they get to the end and, and it is this question of how do I stay with that guy? How right. do I make it work? Um, another thing that like I didn't expect there's certain things I kind of expected getting into this columnist gig and other things I didn't and one is really um, women being like so worried about their their guys like real fragile ego mm. <laughs> you know not wanting to criticize them because they're really afraid that it'll hurt his feelings or if they say they want something in bed or in the relationship that suddenly he's just gonna flip out right and to be fair a lot of guys do yeah, yeah. very fragile egos yeah so that's probably learned experience right. <laughs> right. that's what I was gonna say I was gonna ask you <laughs> I've never met a man who's not a total baby on the inside yeah <laughs> and then you should dump him and he was like felt right. like his mask masculinity was challenged when you asked him to go down on you (laughs) (laughs) but it usually works right like I feel like it does I mean even if they're hurt in the moment I think like they could sort of lick their wounds oh I don't know maybe uh, what do you think do you think that they if that they bounce back from that from well I think a difference maybe is that you're a normal and mature man and um, a lot of these women are probably dating like immature college guys who actually do have kind of fragile egos but you know at the same time it's like you shouldn't just baby them you should just date better guys right so the answer right. is still break up with them i guess <laughs> right. god it's hard out there it's so hard well, that's it, a, yeah that's one of the dangerous things i think uh, you know you hear about these stories and, and i was in a relationship for a really long time it started in my late teens i went to my like you know mid-20s and uh it's tricky because you build these dynamics based on who you are at like 17, 18. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then those 
don't change you're changing so much and the, but the relationship is somehow sort of built around your insecurities as a weirdo 17 18 year old that's tough i think it's interesting like the skew of questions it's like it seems like a lot of people who write in are are really young and they're you know dealing with a like a a college relationship and maybe they haven't slept with anyone yet or maybe they're you know just experimenting with sex for like kind of the first time and like then like there are some older people who write in and you know the variety there is like really interesting to watch each week as you know I send you like a couple of questions to answer but like the ones I did like the outtakes are like yeah. really yeah, have, like full access, fascinating Leah, to what everyone yeah. <laughs> Leah how yeah. do you usually select the questions that you're gonna use um I try to try to make it so uh, Logan isn't answering the same question every week basically mm -hmm. but also um, just like going for different topics and stuff like I think is important yeah that's basically it there's yeah, there's, just, there's no real science to I it I <laughs> guess at the age of the person writing yeah. in but often I yeah. don't have any idea and then sometimes that makes it tricky because I do think that sometimes there's different advice you give to somebody who's just you know really not dated very much at all before versus right, somebody who's right. been through a lot well haven't we also had questions like normally if you'd read a question and you're like my husband that's like my husband of seven years or whatever but I feel like we had a question recently that was like someone who had been married for seven years but she was like 23 really or yeah, something yeah. Yeah. so yeah. it's like you really can't tell like some people just get married young you know, yeah. right I feel like and I sort of think this is one of those things where it's like there's two types of people in the world. Like, I've never written to, like, an advice columnist, you know. But the same way that I, like, don't really ever, like, comment on things on the internet or, like, you know what I mean? Like, there's just whatever. But, um, so I've never done that, but I do feel except like... Except all day for your job. Except all day for my job. <laughs> exactly. I literally work in social media. So it's, like, professional. And I guess I, I mean, just don't know personally. People will, like, write out their life stories. Yeah. It's, I mean, mm -hmm. it's, like crazy yeah. and you're like wow like this is an outlet for you and that's great but also maybe it's not great and like here's a number of someone you can contact right right, right. well I do think that that is um like not to immediately take this in a dark direction but I do think that's something interesting that you deal with Logan which is sort of where is the line between where you need to say like that, you know, here is my advice or my recommendation, but you should talk to a doctor or you should talk to a therapist, which you say a lot. I do say it a lot. Sometimes I feel almost like it's a cop out, but it's <laughs> not really. You know, my dad's a therapist and I've had friends to go through very serious issues. And I know that there's just certain kind of advice you can't get from uh, an email that's going to maybe show up on the uh, you know, an answer to right. an email that's going to show up on the site some weeks after you send it in sometimes. Um, so I try to be careful. And the big thing is medical advice I get you know it's amazing I yeah you know, I think one of the reasons I love doing this column is because I had the worst sex ed teacher ever <laughs> I grew up in rural North Carolina and we had this guy named Mark and he was a contemporary like a wannabe con contemporary Christian singer he had like a sort of a pop act and uh, he taught gym and he mm. taught health yeah and he real. gave us our sex ed class <laughs> and he refused to teach safe sex so the day we had safe sex class um, he brought in his wife who brought in cupcakes oh my god and he told us like if you guys want to know about safe sex you can read the book but i want to show you what a devoted relationship looks like 
and it's cupcakes like these that make our marriage work. Oh, oh my God. And so Throw she up. fed us all cupcakes, and we're like, well, who needs sex if you have such great cupcakes? <laughs> no, no, none of us said no. that. Um, but was the implication like, if you have sex when you're married, like a cupcake will be born? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, was like, yeah, you, you'll, you'll build this meaningful relationship that right. you know, we waited until we got married, and you know, and just now like my we wife just these, cooks for me. Yeah. Right, exactly. <laughs> Which was the other message. We've yeah. never had sex. Actually, <laughs> um, I had I grew up in Ohio, and basically one of my clearest memories. And at the time, I didn't realize it was so like agenda pushing. But we had like an all school assembly, and it was literally one of those speakers where they like put tape on the arm and they pull it off, and then they're like, "It's a little less sticky when you put oh, it on the neck per- yeah. the next person's arm." And basically, like that's like <laughs> yeah, wow. like if, like don't sleep around basically, or your tape won't be sticky. Right, like it's, a, yeah. it's like the chocolate thing. But why do you need your tape one? to be sticky? Right, exactly. Right. It makes no sense. Like a sticky if vagina? it's not sticky, it doesn't work. Right. But why uh, do you need it's tape? Broken. Okay, right, yeah, it's broken. What's the tape broken. for? <laughs> <laughs> Don't you want to be clingy? I can't. Yeah, I, <laughs> I buy new tape at Office Depot. Right. <laughs> yeah, it was not a perfect, like, pro-abstinence metaphor. It made sense but, to but ninth graders. Okay. Yeah. I really uh, enjoyed doing the column. Uh, one of the reasons I enjoyed doing the column is you realize how bad... You know, I had terrible sex education. I think yeah. most people do in this country. And a lot of the questions um, you can see would just otherwise be answered by a Google search. You know, you type what is any sexual word and there, it takes you to some bizarre forum where right. maybe the answers are totally unreliable. Um, so my big advice there, you know, I try to find reliable sources or talk to friends of mine, know what they're talking about and point people towards resources that are actually, you know, reliable. Um, but it's a strange, it's a strange scene. Uh, there's a lot of misinformation out there. Oh, for sure. And what would you say um, is your sort of persona? Um, I've been trying to figure, you, you mentioned that in the email yeah. before we got here, and I hadn't really thought too much about it. I mean, I, I just try to take the question seriously, I guess, um, but not be too overwrought about it. Like, I kind of hate those um, advice columns that were someone sort of like a moral scold. Mm-hmm. Like, they're kind of like, you know, preachy or judgmental. Um, I feel like there's so many people trying to live up to other people's expectations that Mm -hmm. I try not to bring a lot of those to the column. Um, Because I honestly think, you know, your love life is your own business and whatever works for you um, works for you. And you shouldn't apologize for that or try to have somebody else's relationship. Um, So I, I think... Part of me is like, uh, I, I just, I'm a big gossip with all my friends, right. and I just try to talk to the readers like I would talk to my friends. And, right. Um, and also, I'm a br- big brother, so I think about talking to my sister. Right. Um, and that's, yeah. And then I'm somebody who's made a lot of mistakes, so I try to remember, like, it's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to um, get in a bad relationship and get out of it and move on. Right. Um, so, yeah. You're, I was going to say, like, I think you are definitely... Um, you don't beat around the bush, I guess, about, like, again, the joke of, like, telling people to break up with her or whatever. But, like, it's not really... You're not super tough lovey. It's, like, a little more, like, gentle love. Yeah, I mean, I think that's part of my thing. <laughs> I'm a gentle lover. Yeah. Um, I think I think part of that is that I, I don't think that... I think there's this idea... Um, 
And actually, you know, it's actually one of the reasons I like Cosmo because I feel like Cosmo doesn't treat these um, issues around sexuality like you know they're so fragile they're just going to break if you touch them or talk about them. Right. You're, you're gonna, your life's going to shatter if you make the wrong move. You know, like you know, just because you sleep with this person doesn't mean you're that kind of person who sleeps with that person. Mm-hmm. You know, you can kind of make mistakes and go through phases and own them and and move on. And who you were a year ago doesn't necessarily mean that's who you are today. Um, so I try to remember that, and because I think that's been true in my life. That mm-hmm. um, uh, I'm a big fan of 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 uh, um, you know not not really living with regrets, but definitely allowing yourself to make mistakes. Right. Did you ever? You mentioned your dad is a therapist. Did you ever? Like, who gives you advice in your life? Oh, that's good. I mean, I right now I run everything past um, my girlfriend, mm-hmm. uh, so she's my first editor before Leah. <laughs> um, so I mean, most of the time. And uh, is she ever I, like, no, this is bad advice? Often, not often, <laughs> yeah. every day in my regular She's life. She's the yes. real author. <laughs> um, occasionally, yeah, I think I think sometimes it's just she says you don't know how you know because I do think sometimes I try to get to the point, mm-hmm. you know, um, and I think sometimes she'll say that just sounds a little harsh. Like mm-hmm. that's the the most common note she she gives me is like, come on, like you know, don't be such a jerk about this, right. um, and. Uh, or, but then it's funny. On the other hand, sometimes she'll really try to push back and get me to, you know, say no. Guys are like this. They're like that. And I, I think another thing I do in the column is I, I don't like that idea that like all guys are the same, you right. know, because they just aren't. I, I read that in other magazines where it's like, do this for your guy. Your guy loves this. It's like right. maybe he doesn't actually. Right. Maybe. Your Even guys though we've already established all men are babies. <laughs> <laughs> the correct advice is don't do anything for your guy. Make right. sure your right. guy does everything for you. Yeah. Right. Right. right, right, yeah, right, that's, that's what I. That's what, that's what my yeah. uh, fiance is really pushing. Ask premiering yeah. next week. Cosmopolitan.com. Men are evil. That's real. There you go. <laughs> Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. What do you feel like this has doing this for what did we say like a year and a half now? What do you feel like this has enlightened you about millennial women? Oh, that's interesting. Um, I don't know if I just used enlight. I think I just like effed up the word enlightened, but you know what I mean. I definitely you. know what you mean. Yeah. Uh, I I do, I do think it's it's interesting. I feel like uh, a lot of people are kind of caught between different expectations, right? And I think you know I grew up in a small town. I think a lot of people out there in small towns are kind of growing up in more conservative environments and then they're turning on TV and going to movies and they're going to see Fifty Shades of Grey and they're reading Cosmo and they're maybe living in um, a town like the one I grew up in uh, where ideas about sexuality or relationships are much more conservative and I think one big thing is like trying to reconcile um, this kind of new liberal open to anything kind of mm-hmm. social vibe right now world where gay marriage is legal and everything uh with small town values and what your your parents might expect of you or your siblings or your your minister your pastor um and that's been i think that's tough for everybody like just figure out where, where you stand okay mm-hmm. like i hear i like think this MTV Spring Break World seems super attractive and fun, but doesn't feel like me. And on the other hand, I don't want to stay home um, and wait till marriage or you know, that kind of thing. So I, I think it's um, there's a lot going on right now in, right. in young people's lives, and I think a lot of it is like trying to figure out where they stand. 
Right. Um, One thing to your point about expectations that I feel like I've noticed in my work at Cosmo and also working at 17, which I work with both brands, um, is that I feel like, and I'm in my 30s, so I'm like a decade older than the Cosmo reader or the average Cosmo reader, but young people today are so much closer with their parents than I feel like was normal when I was growing up. And I think part of that is like, I was still going through high school. You know, I got my first cell phone when I was like at the tail end of high school and it was like before texting or whatever. But like, I noticed, especially with the 17 readers that are still in high school, they are texting their parents all day long. It's this like constant communication that I feel like wasn't typical when I was growing up. I mean, do you guys feel like that? Like, I have a great relationship with my parents, but I didn't talk to them constantly. And I I don't know any teens. Like, I don't don't know any teens. You're like, what's a teen? Uh, Yeah, what is a teen? But, so I don't know, like, how in touch with their parents they are. Right. But, yeah, I feel like when I was in high school, I talked to my mom, like, once a week, even though we lived in the same house. Right, (laughs) of course. That almost sort of, like, typical, sort of, like, Yeah. But... I don't know. I just thought about that as you're talking in the sense that, like, that closeness can maybe also, you know, I'm sure that's great to get it to have the kind of relationship with your mom where if you're a high school student curious about sex, maybe you feel like you can text your mom and ask her a question or whatever that is. We're talking about moms because actually I come from a family of advice columnists. My my (laughs) (laughs) my God, you're a legacy. I don't told anybody at Cosmo this. My my mom was the advice columnist of this small town North Carolina high school newspaper where she was in high school and she would get questions from like somebody who had been like flirting with a boy for a very long time and uh, trying to decide, you know, should I kiss this boy? I really want to kiss him and my mom had very consistent advice which is always no don't kiss him (laughs) my sister and i found this like set of her columns and they were all just like don't kiss the boy don't kiss the boy so i i i think maybe part of it too is that that um kids these days have parents that you know were were 80s 90s kids you know Mm -hmm. and um who came of age and and were having sex and relationships in a, in a world that was pretty different from the parents that, that were 18 in the you know late 60s 70s whenever for sure um, and I and I think that that's really I think maybe that maybe that means it is easier to talk about it but the other thing is the texting thing oh my god like, yeah. I get so many questions about online dating yeah. my boyfriend uh, won't change his uh, Facebook profile pic um, what should I do I saw my, my boyfriend's uh, Snapchat score go up mm-hmm. but yeah I get so many of those questions and there's like a whole other world of etiquette I do think that um, I interviewed a historian a little while ago about the history of American dating and uh it's interesting because in the last 10 years, it's basically changed more than any other decade in human history. Right. You know? There have been these different yeah. phases. and there, have, there hasn't been that much about like Tinder yet. Right. Which is interesting because I feel like that's what everyone is doing now. Yeah, it's been much more sort of Facebook, yeah. like after you're in the relationship. Right, right. Like how do you navigate? I feel like Tinder is easier to kind of shrug off because it's just kind of like... You know, even the app is set up as, like, a game, basically, of, like, hot or not. And then, so then if you go on a date and it sucks, you can just, it's just a funny story to, like, tell your friends. Right, the expectations are so low. So it's less, like, gut-wrenching to be like, should I do this or shouldn't I? Because it's just like, well, I just won't. But um, I remember definitely, like, Facebook was relatively new when I started dating my husband and it was like very real of like is he going to request me to be in a relationship on Facebook right. or like should we have this conversation Or but I was like embarrassed to bring it up because right. he's older than me and it was just like that was like real angst for yeah. a while yeah. so That's what real. happened um, 
he actually ended up deleting his Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> so then I was just in a relationship with no one, <laughs> which was embarrassing. And oh. actually, I still am because he still doesn't have Facebook. So it still says ju- that I'm just married, but no one is attached to it. <laughs> so I, I am married to a real human man. <laughs> just to set just the record straight. Just putting it out there in podcast world. Um, well, I was actually going to say, I feel like we get more questions from people in relationships or and I don't know mm-hmm. if that's just we tend to choose those more because the single people questions are more the same but and I think there's something kind of real about that because I don't know I feel like when you're single and you have your other sort of single friends and you know the stereotypical like you spend your whole brunch like talking about whatever whatever and I think sometimes it can be a little more lonely when you're in a relationship yeah definitely. And I don't know you're not necessarily as inclined to like get into the problems of your relationship even with like your friends mm-hmm. I yeah. don't know it can like being single is really fun and easy mm-hmm. and like being in a relationship is like so difficult and if you have problems like you don't want to admit to having them especially you know, having mutual friends that usually has right, been going on for a right. while your friends know both of you and then that creates right. this awkward tension because right. you've been yeah. gossiping with one of them right. right I love to hear you say that being single is like fun and easy because I know what you mean <laughs> I mean like, like I don't know how to feel that way it's like but I can do whatever I want <laughs> all the rules. time <laughs> I don't have to hang out with anyone's parents so I don't know <laughs> that's so real <laughs> it's so great. But there's a real thing with like I was talking with um uh, I know a lot of people that write in are in just like serious relationships and not necessarily married yet, but I was talking with one of my friends who's also married about how even when we were dating our now husbands, we would like gossip more about our sex lives or you know whatever our problems were. And then pretty much as soon as you get married, it's like no, you don't talk to your friends about it now. It's just like now your husband is supposed to be your best friend who you talk to about everything, and if you don't talk to him about it, you don't talk to anyone. You should, you should write me a letter. I don't know. I will write you. Letter. Well, yeah. how do you know that those letters aren't all for me? <laughs> um, There's like a sacred seriousness. Yeah, to it's just like you're not supposed to. I don't know. You're supposed to just think he is a god among men. But and how can one man be everything? <laughs> he can't. He can't. That's real. I'm like, now that this has turned into Emma's personal... No, just kidding. I have some questions. <laughs> I have some questions. Um, yeah, so... But I will say that, you know, I, what I like about that, like the, all these questions about relationships is that I didn't expect the questions to really be, honestly, as sincere as they are. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I think at first, before, when I started doing the column, we got a bunch of jokey stuff and, um, and you know, they were fun to answer and, it, you know, I kind of would just like crack some jokes and, and mm-hmm. get through them and have a great time writing them. Um, and now I really have to like sit with the questions a little bit longer because I mm-hmm. think that they've gotten um, more in depth and, and a little more heartfelt, and it's and it's you know great to see the readers connecting in that way. Right, and like at this point, you know, readers have been reading your column, you know, for a while, and so I feel like they have a sense of who you are, and that kind of does like. I don't know. They have more of a relationship with you, and that kind of makes it more serious. It's no longer like just a fling. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> right. We're serious now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Controversial question. Okay. Have you ever. Do you ever change your mind about advice you give, or do you think about something maybe you said a year ago? That you're like, mm, maybe that wasn't the best. Probably. I mean, I think part of the thing is you never know the whole story, like I was saying before. Right. And so you always kind of wonder, oh man, maybe I should have. 
um, you know, given more stronger advice because right. that sounds like it was a really dangerous situation. I think um, the thing I've been worrying about lately is like I've gotten almost like a series of, of questions from women who are in these very controlling relationships. Mm-hmm. You know, the guys sort of um, either uh, being really controlling in terms of what they wear, who they talk to, which friends they have, what they do at work, what they don't do at work, how much they work, um, who's got control of the money. Um, mm-hmm. And it's tough, uh, you know, giving somebody useful advice in that situation because right. it's kind of like often they're long relationships that where that, that kind of control has been tightening gradually over a really long period of time. Right. So I think sometimes they don't really see it happening because it's happening so gradually. I mean, right. that's the way a lot of controlling relationships work. Um, right, but of course you're seeing the details for the first time and stand- these things are standing out to you as being major red flags. Yeah, and so I, I, do, I do think that's one of the useful points we're talking to an advice columnist or a stranger or bartender mm-hmm. or something is, yeah. is worth it because they say, whoa, whoa, wait, you said what? He did what to you? Um, and I have that feeling. Um, and some, So I think sometimes I worry that maybe I'm not... Uh, giving people I don't you know sometimes it's just difficult to know what practical advice to give somebody right. in that situation because um, often in when they're in such a controlling relationship they've been cut off from their friends or their family mm-hmm. and they've already closed some of those doors where they might find some help um, so I, I struggle with that and also I think you know there's been it's 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 tough to say oh go see a therapist or go find professional help because it's hard to find in a lot of places now right. um, and often expensive Right, right. And certainly, you know, some of the reasons that a person might be writing to you in the first place is because they feel like that isn't Yeah, that support isn't there, exactly. Yeah. Um, do you hear over Twitter or over email from readers that you answered their question? Do you yeah, I feel it? like the ones who hate me must not um, yeah. target, like, tag me in their <laughs> tweets as much. But I think, I, for the most part, I think some of the questions get so personal yeah. that I think people don't a lot of people don't want to be out in public saying oh yeah that was me saying that I'm pregnant and have chlamydia Um, whereas I do occasionally get like a personal email from someone saying "Um, I've been reading your column and this helped me and and uh, or or uh, sending me along a question like they'll find my my personal email address somewhere out there and and send the question along and I've had a few people tweet back you know thanks Um, uh, but but not as much, not a ton of direct interaction. Yeah. Like I always want to, like if anybody's out there, send yeah. me your follow-up stories. Yeah, I exactly. would actually love to know if any of the advice actually worked. Yeah. Did you break up with him? Right. <laughs> Did you break up with him? <laughs> well, you keep like a ticker at the top of the column, right. like a counter. Exactly. Ask Logan breakups. And, you know, it does make sense that people, especially on Twitter, don't necessarily like want to own their question. And, you know, obviously part of the service of this is that people can submit anonymously. I was wondering if there was ever a decision made about not having readers sign their letters you know like from sleepless in seattle do you know Uh, what i mean which is very like typical advice column and i guess a little hokey but i was just wondering if there if people send it in with things that we end up editing out or if it's just people don't I don't think they sign. They they don't come in signed. Right. So they don't they don't assign themselves an identity. Right. Basically. So I like I didn't start out editing it. So I don't know if a decision was ever made. But it just seemed natural not to put like an appellation where none was needed. Right. Um, and then the the questions are edited just for uh, grammar and style, and mm-hmm. sometimes for length if they're you know novella esque. As they um, often are. Some, sometimes, sometimes. Yeah. But otherwise, um, 
otherwise yeah they just go straight straight to logan and he absorbs them it's nice i think it is nice i mean if you write in uh to us then you know that you know we're going to preserve your right your anonymity right. and nobody's going to know who you are and you can say whatever you want to say and get mm-hmm. advice and because we don't know who you are right yeah we i mean yeah and that's you know also i guess a danger of the of the you know form is that if you're submitting like just a of a question that is like a hypothetical i mean we still might answer it I, I hope it's useful to someone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I actually wonder about how you deal with that, Logan, because I know, you know, some advice columns, I think it's more apparent. Like, I think a really good advice column uh, is Ask Polly on The Cut. Yeah, Heather and, um, great. Yeah, and, but she answers them more, you know, more kind of general and less, like, personal almost, like, kind of tries to answer them like an article about that topic that would be applicable to anyone reading it. And most advice, even if it is personal, is applicable to other people because everyone has the same problems. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wonder how you answer questions. Like, do you try to answer them in a way that would be helpful to a more general public, or do you try to, like, talk to that person specifically? I, I, I err on the side of being pretty specific, I think. I mean, I, I'll occasionally find moments where I can make a larger point. Um, but I think it's partly my attitude about dating is that I don't really think there's sort of a, you know, one size fits all. I don't think Heather does either, but I, I don't think there's a um, one size fits all kind of advice. As some of the other columns um, that are more um, prudish, I think, uh, tend to sort of come up with rules and dating rules. I hate dating rules. I hate like, you know, the, the three words you need to say to get any woman to sleep with you or that kind of <laughs> junk. I hate I hate the games and I hate, um, you know, the kind of pickup artist world and, and all that stuff. Um, so I, I think I do try to just be pretty specific. But obviously I've got... Um, my own and, and part of that's because I don't have a degree and I'm not, <laughs> you know, I'm not a, a legal therapist I don't uh, but uh so I've only got my own kind of personal experience to draw on I think um and my friend's experience and so and I, and I try to really just pay attention to the details in the email because um, sometimes I'll start I'll start writing writing an answer because I think I've read that question before or something like it and then I'll go back through and read the question again and realize oh I missed these four little telling moments in the email and I, that changes the whole yeah temperature of the thing I think like not to just heap praise on you while you're sitting right across the cosmopolitan.com unicorner podcast room table from me but um <laughs> I do like I, the unicorn and right the unicorns um but I think that's actually one of the things that makes any advice column and specifically the one that you do for Cosmo interesting is when they are so hyper speci- hyper specific you know I think that's like the like sort of super specific narrow details about other people's lives or what are so interesting to read and sort of interesting to solve I find myself reading like advice columns you know like the um, I'm forgetting the name of it but like the mom questions that they do that are basically parenting advice for like the New York Times like I'm not a parent why am I like reading these like mom like advice columns but it's just so interesting when you're getting these really specific scenarios yeah, I feel like, you know, we've all heard that kind of generic advice before. Right. I mean, we kind of all know, have these, like, odd rules of thumb in our sure. heads. And 
they're often more trouble than they're worth. And I I don't know, there's that voyeuristic thing where it's really interesting to just hear about other people's lives. And I think that that's always been one of the thrills of advice columns, especially, I mean, especially the roots of advice columns being back when, you know, you, it it really was a window into stuff that people didn't talk about in polite society as much. And I still part of the appeal. It was very like pre-internet in some ways, like Mm -hmm. being able to read these columns and sort of like, Oh, there's other people out there that are dealing with these like weird fringe things. Yeah. But I don't know. I think it's sort of, you could use that argument to say that the traditional advice column on, in the internet age is less important, but I actually think it's more important because of exactly what you said earlier. You know, like there's so much bad information out there and you like Google something and that can be scary. I think it's nice to have something trustworthy. In well, the midst I, of all the I mean, crap. I think Cosmo is interesting in that way too. I mean, I do think that that's that's one of the roles that Cosmo plays is that yeah. that it's a you know um, the, that everybody at the magazine the site takes it seriously, but also has fun with it. So it's not uh, you know it's, it's a place where you can go and get good advice or talk about things we're all going through and totally. and. Uh, in a fun way, actually, right. not as like boring, super serious. Way. Yeah, exactly. And also, like, there's no judgment at Cosmo. Like, don't right. you guys feel like I just like nothing surprises us anymore? <laughs> 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 Do what you feel. Say what you feel. Awesome. Well, um, Logan, thank you so much thank for joining you. us. Um, if you guys have questions for Logan. Um, what? How do people submit their questions online? You can uh, submit them. Uh, there's a link at the end of every Ask Logan column where you can submit questions. So check out Ask Logan every Wednesday on cosmopolitan.com. Yes. And Logan, and do you want to... Thanks wanna... for writing. I mean, I just, I yeah. do want to say anybody who's written a question, just I really appreciate your questions and, and I especially appreciate um, the, the honesty in the questions and how sincere so many of them are. Absolutely. And Logan, do you want to shout out your Twitter handle so people yeah, can tweet I'm, you and follow you? Logan Hill 33 because there's a, a lot of other Logan Hills now. My name's too popular. I just saw your piece that you wrote about that. That's right. <laughs> Logan becoming a popular name. And Emma and Leah, thank you for joining as well. You guys should also shout out your Twitter handles. Yeah. Maybe people want to ask you advice. You never know. <laughs> Mine is at Emma June because there are also a lot of Emma Barkers, <laughs> <laughs> which is also a new thing. Like Emma got, when I was born, there were no Emmas, and now there's like a ton of Emmas. We've all gone uh, mainstream. Yeah. yeah. Mine is at Leah Finnegan. There are no other Leah Finnegans. (laughs) (laughs) And I am at Elisa Benson. Um, Thank you guys all for listening. See you next week. such a clutch pickup, Dave. I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. You fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. 
He scores. Go to Blinds.com for up to 45% off and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.